Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Characters. It's me, your host, John Lennon. Yes, you might know me from the Plastic Ono Band. Um, you might also know me from the Beatles. Perhaps we will talk a little bit about that. I'm calling from Montreal, the Great Elizabeth Hotel, where me and my darling wife, Yoko, are having our second lion for peace. Um, as we imagine, all of you are having a bit of a lion at the moment. Um, I hope you're well and safe during this pandemic. Give peace a chance, everyone, and perhaps we'll all pull together. Um, but one of the reasons why I came to Montreal after, after many, many years was to go to an improv theater. And when I was there, of course, I was cloaked and, and with glasses so I wouldn't be seen by the adoring fans. I saw a man with such gravitas and so much command of the stage. And it was a command that I hadn't seen since Beatlemania, really. This man is moving, he's shifting, he's very excited to speak. I remember at the end of the show, all the adoring fans and ladies on his arms, members of the press who wanted to take photos of him. It was such a grand show, and I thought to myself at this point, this must be the John Lennon of Montreal Improv. And I have him here tonight, the very, very talented, very, very famous... You know him very well, Thomas Barnwell. Thomas. Hello. Well, it's uh, it's an honor for me to be here. Frankly, your your introduction was a bit over the top, but thank you. Now, one thing, Thomas, that I pride myself in is actually my words and poetry because they're very carefully selected. I'd like to think I'm not someone who's over the top. I use the appropriate amount of emotion an artful cadence required to express the meaning that I choose to express. And that night, Thomas, it reminded me of The Ed Sullivan Show. It reminded me of, of Hamburg. It reminded me of all the women and, and men and bartenders and everyone who wanted to mob us. And I thought to myself, Thomas, how do you deal with the fame? Well, up until now, I haven't had to deal with it. It's been it's it's a pretty low key endeavor, uh, John. And uh, but I'm I'm happy to have won over your uh, artistic sensibilities. So, Thomas, just quickly, how does it feel to be interviewed by a Beatle? I have to say, I'm a bit nervous. I mean, I've always been a huge fan of you and your work, and. Uh, it's, you know, really, I, I can't believe this is happening to me. Do you have perhaps a favorite song? I do. I like Stardust. Oh, favorite song of yours. Yeah, um, no, I'm that's, sorry. that's not one of mine. I was about to say. Okay. That's Hoagie Carmichael. I think we can both agree he was a great writer. Your favorite Beatles uh, song. What is your favorite Beatles song, Thomas? Um, I'd have to say yesterday. No, that, that, I didn't oh, say I'm a sorry, Paul McCartney song. song. I said I didn't say McCartney. I said your favorite Beatles song. Okay, it was. I apologize. I, I, you know, I'm very nervous. Honestly, you're a huge hero of mine. 
I have to say I really like I Am the Walrus. Ah, great. I Am the Walrus. Is that something you're feeling at the moment, the, the madness and absurdity of it all? Yeah, it's a little bit like being in a Lewis Carroll, Alice in Wonderland story. It's <clears throat> and it makes me want to eat raw fish. It's really amazing you say that, Thomas, because most people here in this pandemic are not feeling like they're in a fairy tale, in a Lewis Carroll, beautiful land of walrus. And I can tell that your artistic sensibilities is what's keeping you together. That and perhaps your fandom. Well, that's true. I, that wasn't really a question, John, but I guess I'll... <laughs> I have to agree with you. It's a very surreal experience being under lockdown, uh, mm. being in quarantine. Um, yes. You know, I but I know that you too were as an artist. You cherished your solitude, and uh, you know, you, you kind of dropped out of the scene like for five years there, between uh, seventy-five and eighty, and nobody knew what you were up to. And well, that's the thing, John. It's actually been quite grand to not be recognized and signing autographs every three steps on the sidewalk. It's been quite great, and I've been very productive in my personal ways and with my lovely wife Yoko, um, mm -hmm. and. One thing I wanted to say, Thomas, is that honestly, you must treasure this, this solitude, because when you go back to the stage, the fandom might be too big to handle, as it, like it was for me. Hello, hello. It could be. Oh. Hello, am I on the radio? You're on the radio. I, this is character John Lennon. Am I on? Am I on with uh, Thomas Barnwell? Uh, Thomas Barnwell is here. Your it's characters. That's, that's the improviser. Oh my God! Yes, Hello. I'm Elaine Bachnick. Uh, Thomas, I'm your biggest fan. I saw you. Uh, I saw you the other the other week at the Montreal Improv. You would you did this one sketch. It was hilarious. You played a boat. Yes, I remember that. And you were leaking. It was hilarious. <laughs> Oh, thank you, oh. Elaine. I'm so happy that you remembered. Thank you, Elaine. Can you turn down your radio, please? We're getting a little feedback. Are you really getting feedback? No. Oh. <clears throat> oh I yeah, that, you were doing a bit. I was doing a bit. <laughs> That's improvising it very, brain. It was very funny. Ah. You know, actually, uh, Mr. Elaine, um, I've been called one of the funniest Beatles, perhaps. Maybe you've seen me on The Tonight Show. I'm sorry. Who are you again? And John Lennon from the Plastic Ono Band, and also formerly the Beatles. Oh, with Yoko Ono. Yes, Yoko, yeah. She's one of my favorite musicians, you know? She is just so brilliant. Did you hear she that, is... Yoko? You have a fan. And her voice. And, and yeah, and, okay, thank you. So, Thomas, tell me more. So, you, are you, 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 you're not from Montreal, from what I understand. That's correct. I'm I'm an immigrant to these shores. And, uh, <laughs> an immigrant. It's it's, yeah, hilarious. Go yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. I'm also an immigrant. I've... I'm from Britain. From from. Yeah, England. I can hear that. I can hear that. Yeah. That's that's fine. I'm from New from New York originally. Yeah. Wow, New York is so big. I love yeah. New York. I've been living here for the past five years with Yoko. New York City. Bright yeah. lights. John right. Lennon. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. yeah I, just to jump Island, in, I think that question was directed to me. But yeah, I really enjoyed New York City. And the great thing about yeah. it is 
you know, I can live there kind of anonymously and nobody... I find that incredibly hard to believe, Thomas yeah. Bond. Wow. You could live anywhere anonymously. <laughs> I saw this other scene uh, with you at Montreal Improv where you were playing... Uh, you were roommates. You had a roommate and you were upset with your other roommate because they didn't do their chores. That's it was the most original thing I'd ever seen in my life. Where do you come up with these ideas? You know, Elaine, that's the beauty of improv. You know, it, it, it all comes to you in the moment. It's, uh, I imagine it's sort of like musical inspiration, Very but times fun. 10, times 10. Well, it's, you know. Like well, listen, I, 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 I feel as a musician, I respect all the arts. And um, there's a very improvisational aspect to music, especially to the White Album, uh, which is perhaps an album you're familiar with, Elaine? Uh, no, I only listen to albums that have colors on them. Ah, hmm. Well, well, so, Sgt. Pepper, however. Like is... Blue by Johnny Mitchell is a great album. Or that yeah. Metallica album, the black one, is yeah. great. Or the Spinal Tap album, the black one. Or uh, Weezer, Weezer, the green album. Weezer, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, White, I know that sounds kind of bland to me, too. But uh, I'm sure it's Colorless, great. colorless, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah. Some well, people say White is all colors. I, I don't know. Can't believe everything you hear. Well, listen. Um, anyways, it's, it's it's a pleasure, Thomas. Again, to it's really a pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Elaine. Thank yeah. you. But um, we have a a new segment on this show, which I've uh, decided to introduce at the moment, and it's called uh, "Ask John Lennon a Cool Question." Um, so perhaps if you are familiar with my work and with the people I've partied with and many other such things. You might want to know my experiences with David Bowie and Mick Jagger and etc. Yeah, I have a question for you, Mr. John Lennon. Yes. What, what, what do you think Thomas Bonwell would want, you know, just as a random gift, if, if someone were to send him a random gift and they didn't want it to seem like they're creepy or a stalkery, just a fan? Well, there's nothing more important. There's nothing. John, I, I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to put you on the spot because Elaine, that's that's really too much. I I know that you're a fan of mine, but you know you can't put Mr. Lennon on the spot like that. Another thing I admire, Thomas, is you're you're really empathetic. Yeah. Well, Plus, you know, I don't know if you've seen John's taste in clothing. I it's... wrote a song called Imagine. Imagine all the people standing right. uh, in peace. Yeah, i kind of the, the fantasy myself. Yeah. That's kind of the repetitive droning of a rich man. I, that's what I thought. But it's I... empathetic towards <laughs> the people. Droning. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Anyways, Thomas, perhaps you have a, a question, um, something you'd like to know. Yeah, okay. I, you know, one of my favorite songs of yours is uh, Strawberry Fields. And, um, of course. I know that you did lots of funny things. Like you couldn't decide. You wanted to play it fast and then slow. And then you had the producer splice the fast and slow versions together. Very and much, very much. It's like make up your mind. You know what? What is the uh, source of your indecision? Why you, you don't seem to know what you want? So, when you sit down to write a song, you know what are you thinking? That's what I'm. That's my question. 
Well, Thomas, that was a very excellent question, and my thought process has developed throughout the years. At the beginning, they were just love songs, you know, and they were just songs about about love and about girls, and and later on, as we as I'm after I met Bob Dylan and had a lot of experiences with poetry, and as I got older, because simply getting older, you get wiser. I developed a, a fascination for really focusing on my words and, and really creating creating images that I thought were artful and beautiful. And Strawberry Fields Forever came from such a seance with me and Yoko taking mushrooms in a forest. I bought some strawberries the other day, and they were just beautiful. They were, you know, when they're, when they're perfectly ripe and they're sweet, and they're not too expensive. Elaine, I am right with you on this. You know, I hate those giant strawberries that they import from the States. They're yeah. big and colorful, but they have no flavor. I no like flavor. the small ones from Quebec. They're nicer. Right. Local. Think local, buy local well, forever. Well, yes, but <laughs> strawberry fields doesn't exist. Oh. Hmm. Well, that might that might explain your indecision with the music because it's you know I didn't know what to make of it. It was a hash, really. I thought you said it was your favorite song, Thomas. You're treating it like it's an octopus's garden. I think there's a a grain, a germ of a great song in there. If uh, it needs to be punched up a bit, like if you could. Well, listen, a big horn I agree with you that the Beatles is not my greatest work. Are you familiar with the Plastic Ono Band? I am. I think mostly the Ono. Yoko. With yeah, Yoko. It's it's me singing in most of the record. It's not Yoko. I don't think that's true. Mother. Well, well, well. Isolation. Isolation. I, I like the one that goes like. She was ahead of her time. Very much so. She, Yoko's like a strawberry, but the good kind. Hmm. Okay. I just made that up. I improvised that. You know, you you might help John with some of his lyrics. No, I, I don't believe that's something that... Well, John, I mean, I don't want to... Wow. I don't want to. I mean, I do write a little poetry. Is that <laughs> again? Is that what you are? Are you a poet? Is that why you're calling? Well, you're an artist. I mean, by, by profession, I'm a. You know, I I, uh, I I I design shopping bags, but but uh, I do write a little poetry as well uh, on the side of the shopping bags sometimes. You know, things like uh, like take me with you, don't forget me. I've seen those bags. Those are no beautiful. Have you those seen are them? beautiful. Yes. Oh, I've seen my bags. So you design oh. you design bags that are friendly for the environment. Well, yes I, I and feel... no. I design some that are friendly and some that are unfriendly, depending on your tastes. Um, some that are a multi-use, single-use, and some, some you can't even use at all. Now, John, well, remember when terrible. you did that? You did that event where you, you and Yoko were in a bag in Vienna. That bag maybe. was completely biodegradable. Well, maybe you could use one of Elaine's bags with some of that beautiful poetry on the side. I was in Vienna once, and I had the most delicious beer. 
That's where you did the oh, bag boy. event, John. Yeah, just, yes. It was so cold, the beer. And I was I asked the gentleman, how did you get it so cold? And and he answered in, in German. I didn't understand what he was saying. Well, listen, um, there's something that I, I wanted everyone to to be aware of here. This pandemic is one of the things we can do here with the time we have alone in our homes is to reflect on on how to create a society that's oriented to, towards peace. And I felt that this is something that was important to share with the world and particularly with Thomas Barnwell so that he could share with the improv community in Montreal, which I hear is very, very, very profound and talented. And um, I feel like this is something that we can all consider. So perhaps one thing you can do, Elaine, is only develop bags that are use usable multiple times. Wow, I did, didn't really call in for a lecture, John Lennon. Um, <laughs> you know, I... <laughs> Wow, that's I make all sorts of bags, you know. Uh, Another thing you can consider is uh, buying our compilations on biodegradable vinyl. It sounds better, and it's good for the environment. Yeah, well, I might because I might want to throw them in the trash. Is what you're implying to me? Mm -hmm. Well, so, all right. Well, sure, that's probably a good idea. Actually, the first couple solo albums, I. They didn't even make it to the trash. I threw them against the wall. So they shattered. <laughs> well, Thomas, how about, Thomas, how about you can share something? What is something you can consider doing in order to help orient society towards peace? Well, you know, I think a great start is just basic manners. Say hello, goodbye, thank you, yes, please, something wash your hands. Something you've shown a lack of this uh this interview we can say wow <laughs> more lectures from the rich guy <clears throat> anyways man uh, I'm, I'm just gonna take a pause here to go to the bathroom but you you i'll thank you and okay i'll be back and well, thank you bye thomas bye elaine don't be too long okay okay <laughs> Anyways, Thomas, it's it's good that he's gone. Now we have this time to just chat amongst ourselves. Um, I was going to play a game with you. It's a, it's a new segment that I've just thought of right now. It's called uh, What's Your Favorite Song? So this is a, a competition. There's two songs. One is In My Life. And the other song is um, Happiness is a Warm Gun. Hmm. Now, what's your favorite song? Well, wow, it's a tough choice, John, because I like the uh, sentiment of uh, in my life and sort of reviewing the childhood places that you visited uh, in Liverpool. Yeah, that was a very Polish. That happy, happiness is a warm gun is a is more musically ambitious. You've got different sections, and yeah. so. Uh, <clears throat> Well, if I have to pick, I guess maybe I'd say uh, In My Life. Okay, very well, very well. And, um, you know, if you could maybe have dinner with me somewhere after this pandemic is, is over, where would you like to have dinner? 
in New York or Montreal or anywhere? Oh, there's a knock. It's a great, uh, great Elizabeth Hotel uh, security. Oh, yeah. Uh, just oh, one second, Thomas. Mr. Is Yoko, if you could open the door, please. Yes, uh, Mr. Lennon. Uh, so you've been here for two weeks, and uh, we we asked you to pay your bill. You you just signed a piece of paper and gave it to us, and says said that is worth more than your wildest dreams. And that's funny, but uh, I'm afraid we're gonna need some payment on the room, or we're gonna have to kick you out. Sorry if I'm interrupting uh, something here, um, Mr. Lennon. So, what currency is greater than dreams? Uh, we take Canadian here. One thing that I'm trying to impose here, if you don't mind, is or rather, <laughs> rather, one thing that I'm trying to get forward is a lion for peace. We're trying to orient a society towards goodwill and a cashless society. And perhaps oh. if you join us, you too. All right, all right. Just, just pay us when you can. It, I don't want to hear it. Okay. Wow. Here, here, here. Just call, call Paul. Paul. Yeah, I, call I Paul. called Paul. He, he, he said to not listen He'll to your shit anymore. Mm. Just. He would the twat. Will you? Okay. Anyway. Imagine no possessions, huh? Wow. I mean, you know, you, you almost invited me to dinner there and you can't even pay your hotel bill. I don't know what's going on, John. I, like... Listen, it's something I'll have to communicate with my manager because obviously uh, there's something with my accounts. Um, anyways, Thomas, I, um, I wanted to also ask you, or perhaps, you know what, I've asked you enough questions. Perhaps you can ask me one. It can be about anything. This time it can be about something deeply personal. It can be something that I've never spoken about before. Uh, wow, okay. Um, <clears throat> you know, I'm always interested in uh, the lives of famous people, how fame has changed their lives. Like you went from, you've been famous for most of your life since you were a young man in your 20s and, you know, a level of fame that very few people ever attain. I mean... Is that what explains your totally unrealistic view of money? Um, I don't think it's funny, John. I, I just don't think it's funny, but... Thomas, listen, you know our story. You know that there have been, you know, I'm, I'm not a businessman. None of, our, of the four Beatles were businessmen, so there was a lot of money that was taken away from us, as you very well know. And, and that's not so important, really, because, you know, what's money? But when you have love, and when you have true art that you can create, then that's better than anything. Yeah, well, during this pandemic, I've uh, lost my job, and... Um... You know, a little bit of money, I got to be honest, that would uh, go a long way to uh, greasing the skids. So, uh, Is that an American expression, greasing the skids? Yeah, 
I mean, you you said you were greater than Jesus Christ at some point, and and now you're you're dispensing advice, and maybe you should make with a few bucks here and there. All well, Jesus Christ, if I remember correctly, wasn't a millionaire himself. <laughs> yes, but as I remember correctly, Jesus Christ wasn't you. So. Listen, all four of us were beaten. All four of us were greater than Jesus Christ. I am but one man. Well, all three of us, not Paul, but... Yeah. Uh, he hello, hello, I'm on the radio. You're on the radio. On the radio. Characters with John Lennon and guest, uh, host, guest yeah. Thomas Bonwell. So, uh, I've had this uh, infection on my elbow, and uh, it keeps getting uh, greener, and uh, I'm picking at it. I've been putting on calamine lotion and that's and that's not helping and pseudocreme and that's not helping. So, um what what can I do? Uh this is the characters show with John Lennon. Are you we talk about the Beatles and and pandemic. Oh, it's not the the doctor 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 Petito uh, show. It's not the Dr. Tito show, but if there's one thing that I can advise you is to listen to some good records. Good. I tried that. Uh, it made it worse. Um, I need the help. Have, is this the doctor show? It's not the Am doctor show. It's not the doctor show, but one thing, one thing that can cure any symptom is Yellow Submarine, the film, which was a great, great laugh to make. Sit down, watch Yellow Submarine. It's probably on Netflix or Disney Plus or one of these channels, and and uh, you'll feel better in the morning. What? <laughs> My left elbow. Well, for for left elbows. Um, Do you like the band Elbow? What did that other guy say? Sorry, what did the other guy say? I, I don't know. Do you like the band Elbow? That's what I said. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay, Mr. Greater Than Jesus Christ. Come on. Heal his elbow. But I can only heal you with the power of music and with my words. Uh, No, I think just the other guy talking made me feel better. So. People, people often say that I have a very soothing quality to my voice. All right. Well, wow. That... Thanks. Okay. That's not a uh, bad caller. Okay. Just soak it in some ice and okay. Anyways, Thomas, it's only us two again. And um you know, one thing that I wanted to really talk to you about was about how great Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club band is. It was a great time to make music in the late sixties in England. I remember that time we were not having quite the difficulties or we had later on. And um, I believe a day in the life is perhaps the greatest thing that, that the Beatles created. That is that is true. That was so impressive with the uh, the you know the orchestration, the brilliant uh, use uh, of the orchestra at the end. Uh, but for me, the best part of that song are the eight bars in the middle. The woke up, fell out of bed, no. tried to come. No. Like the, it's like a... Thomas, that is Paul. That's Paul. That's not me. Hello, That's I'm back. Paul. 
Elaine. I'm back. Hello, Thomas. Elaine, oh I was so I was getting worried actually. <laughs> no, I'm okay. I'm okay. okay now. I'm good. How are you, gentlemen? You know, it was quite great when you weren't here. I could speak with Thomas. We had a great chat. Thomas is so great. Ah! Oh, I saw this other scene. I saw this other scene that uh, you were pretending to be married to somebody who was a man who was playing a woman, and and you were you were deciding where to go for your honeymoon. And you decided to go to Disneyland. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Oh, you know, it's really a shame that some of this stuff isn't captured on film because I captured in the film of my mind. <laughs> that's all, that's all I can ask of you, Elaine. <laughs> ah, what's the secret, Thomas? <laughs> you know, you. Just don't be encumbered by uh, inhibitions or don't limit yourself. Don't edit yourself when you're on stage. Just get up there and do it. Listen and react. Inhib. Hold on, I'm writing this down. Inhibitions. Yeah. How many C's are in inhibitions? Anyway. Uh, as many as you want. And, no but. Maybe and you know listening is so important. And I, I think, think so. Yeah. I think maybe if John listened to some of his playbacks, Shlenin. maybe. Shlenin. Yep. Oh, sorry. The hotel man's here. There are no please. C's in inhibition. Oh, who's that at the door? Who's knocking yes, on the door? Yes. 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 What? What? What do you We're want? We're gonna have. We need you to leave right now. This is enough. Enough's enough. We're having wow. our lie-in. Neil, you're a lie-in-er because you said you would pay us. <laughs> Get out. And you didn't. Get out! We're we're making peace here. We're making peace. Get the fuck oh. out. <clears throat> anyway, that's Thomas. so typical. You talk about peace, and then like you and Harry Nilsson, uh, you know, we're beating up the Smothers Brothers in Los oh, Angeles. God, Harry Nilsson, the Smothers Brothers, you're bringing me back, Thomas. <laughs> okay, Mr. Lennon, we're coming back with guns and the army. Anyway, slam. Thomas. If there's one thing that wow. I wanted to speak to you about is I really hope that you're doing well in this quarantine. I hope you're feeling good. I hope your family is safe. And I hope that this quarantine experience teaches you valuable things about fame moving forward. As someone who has experienced considerable amounts and for whom life was quite difficult, I'm quite enjoying this, this time alone. However, as I keep speaking and I keep noticing that none of the callers know me and they only want to talk to you, I'm realizing that perhaps nobody gives a shit about the Beatles or John Lennon anymore. No. Well, I, I don't know if that's true. I mean, don't be too hard on yourself, but it, it is true. I do hold you up as an example of how not to conduct myself as a famous person. Ah, um, so funny. So funny. <laughs> the, cleaning, oh, the cleaning lady was in here earlier today and she thought I was David Bowie oh I love David Bowie I love him too he's great <laughs> no one who calls knows me and this bruises your ego apparently 
It does, Thomas. It does. And perhaps you can help Girl, me out. control the major top. <clears throat> ashes to ashes. Major Tom is Bonwell. <laughs> How about Julia? Do you know that one? That was about my mother. I do. Did David Bowie cover that? I don't think so. No, he didn't cover that. A great album of covers called Pinups. That was a great That's one. That's true, yeah. Oh, <clears throat> uh, hello. Um, yes, is this the doctor show? <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So uh, the elbow thing's happening again. Um, mm, it's this not time on the other elbow. The bloody doctor show. I hope it's not bloody. It's, oh, it is bloody. Oof. Who's that? Who's that? It's Dr. Winston O'Boogie. Oh, good. Um, so uh, now it's my knees, too, and uh, all my joints, really. Oh, Oof. is it pussy? Yeah, it's really, <laughs> really pussy. Oh, I know. I know just the thing. Just dip it in some salted water. That's, you know, that's oh. a true. Epsom salts will do a, a world of good for that. Oh, thanks. Thanks. You're welcome. John, I, you know, you, sh you shouldn't be encouraging people to call in with their health problems. I don't believe I've, I've ever done that once in the 35 minutes that we've been speaking, but something that I've been quite impressed by in the past five seconds Alan, is that you seem to have some medical knowledge. And perhaps that is something that you can use to help better serve society towards a peaceful... Oh, I saw one scene, Thomas, where you played a doctor. It was so convincing. Yeah, yeah. I, uh... And you were a doctor who was bad at doctoring. <laughs> Why do you come up <laughs> with these things? You know who I also saw? I also saw on that scene uh, an, uh, another doctor, paramedic, with Ian Astrakiza. He seemed like a very good... A uh, funny man. Ian Astor cool. Keys. Uh, Keys? I, doesn't, doesn't ring a bell. Anyway. <laughs> well, well, you remember, John, that Dr. Winston O'Boogie was one of the pseudonyms you used on the Walls and Bridges album. Everybody knows that. And so you've claimed to be greater than Jesus and a doctor, it's no wonder that people are going to call you up with their health problems. I... I'm, well, honestly, this episode hasn't gone at all as I expected. Um, I really I blame myself. Why'd you do that, Thomas? I guess I haven't been sufficiently sycophantic. You know that's uh, that's that's why that's why the Beatles ended. That's truly why the Beatles ended, because I couldn't stand the lack of love, and now I'm realizing that that's what I cherish most: the fans. I appreciate your fans, Thomas. Thank you. You know, I haven't met Elaine, but I would love to take her to dinner. <gasps> I'm fainting, I'm dying. I'm fainting, I'm dying. Okay, I accept your, yes. Elaine, accept. 
I'm fainting and dying. I. It's really a pleasure for me to meet a fan. Are we going for real dinner or improvised dinner? Both either way is good for me. I'm happy with either one. You choose. Okay. You, you choose my treat. Uh, well, then I'll go for real dinner. <laughs> John, do you want to come along? Yeah, John, come. Really? He's really inviting come you Come to together. Yes. That's quite good. That's quite good, Thomas. I'd, I'd bring Yoko. Would it be like a double date? I'll bring Yoko. Yoko, do you want to? I'm sure it's Thomas, but you know. Yoko. That's fine. Do you want to come to dinner? Is she in the bag? No, but she's only communicating with her eyelids. It's something that we've uh, started the past couple of weeks to spice things up in this quarantine. She's she blinked. is so brilliant. Oh, she's she blinked. is so brilliant. She's talking. She's blinking in Morse code. She's saying yes. Yes, we'd, we'd love to. We'd love to go to dinner. Anywhere you'd like to go. Well, it's Elaine's choice. Um, uh, <laughs> Gibby's. Gibby's. Oh. Yes. Gibby's. Gibby's. <laughs> you know, for my money, John, you can't do better than Gibby's. <laughs> Well, potatoes. <laughs> or have you ever had that blooming onion at the Outback? That's... Yes. It's blooming delicious. <laughs> well, I think this was this, this ended on a positive note. I got to meet some friends. Mr. Lennon. I got to We're in a helicopter by the window. We have machine guns I'm, pointed at your head. Let me close these blinds. <laughs> Thomas Barnwell, final words yeah. before before machine gun fire goes through this. There. Final words, Thomas, before the machine gun fire. Yeah. Now it's in my forehead also. All you need is love, John. All you That's need so is love. beautiful. Uh, I feel sick. 